this is a data privacy detective. It's early 2023. Happy New Year to all of you. We haven't received that enough so far. And we're going to talk today about Dutch treatment. This is how the Netherlands has approached large global tech companies to encourage them to comply with GDPR, the European Union's global protection regulations that are applicable in the entire EU. And let's think for a minute, this is 450 million people that are part of the uh, EU residence pool, larger than the consumers in the United States. Very important group of people. And by and large, since GDPR became law throughout the European Union, the approach of data protection authorities in EU countries at least as you read the headlines, has been to punish and fine companies that, in their view, are in violation of GDPR principles that include data minimization and privacy by design and a lot of details in GDPR. It's a very lengthy binding regulation throughout the EU, very specific, very privacy-centric. And the fines are enormous. Uh, by uh, GDPR, they can be up to 4% of the global turnover of a company that is subject to GDPR. And of course, the tech giants uh, uh, don't want to operate only in the United States, or uh, they want to operate in Europe and throughout the world. They're global. Let's face it. Amazon, for example, uh, leads the record so far with a fine of $877 million U.S. dollars for violating, uh, at least so the EU claimed, uh, for violating GDPR. Facebook had to pay $255 million to the Irish Data Protection Agency over a de- what really amounts to a design and a transparency issue. WhatsApp, $255 million penalty just in the last couple of years. These are enormous fines, and, and the attention of tech giants clearly has been gained. But the Dutch have taken a different approach. That's what we're going to talk about today. Now, the Netherlands is a country of about 18 million residents. A tech giant might say, well, we don't want to comply necessarily with the Netherlands if it changes how we do business. It's only 18 million people. But the Netherlands Data Protection Authority, in a way, speaks for the EU, at least within the Netherlands, on how does a company comply with GDPR? Now, there was a terrific article that you really should read in the New York Times business section on January 23rd, 2023, written by Natasha Singer. The title is Little Netherlands Bring Tex Goliaths to Heal. Well, headlines can be catchy. This one really discusses in important detail how the Dutch approach is more, much more of a carrot approach than a club or stick approach of huge fines. Let me give you an example that comes from uh, Natasha Singer's story. Uh, schools, uh, universities within the Netherlands, similar to most of the world, uh, want strict privacy protections about students. That's important. They're minors, after all. They can't kind of consent to give away their privacy rights. And we want young, you know, younger children protected. We, we all value uh, their privacy. So what, what happened in the Netherlands was there was a notice that a Microsoft platform, basically, wasn't as 
privacy-centric, wasn't so designed to have data minimization in a certain way. Students be using the, the particular uh, Microsoft product, a very normal product that many people would be using throughout the world, was obtaining data about how students uh, did things. And the question was, how was it using it? Now, there's certain reasons that any tech uh, company that is obtaining data uh, needs to be able to use that data to improve its product and to to have its product operate properly. That, that That's generally understood. But the United States, many of the tech companies are based on uh, advertising revenue. That's the business model. And in that respect, they want to be able, uh, as a matter of U.S. practice, to share that information with other people and even gain revenue from it, advertising revenue if nothing else. Perhaps uh, some may even wish to literally sell the data to data brokers uh, if, if they're able to and if that's consistent with the law. Well, in the EU, that would not be the concept of data minimization. And furthermore, how, how are the students being told that their data, how they enter data uh, and so on, is actually being used only for their benefit, not shared with people? And if it is, how do you describe that? And then do you need to get parental consent on all these issues? So it's it's a real central privacy issue uh, with anything involving minors. Well, rather than just slapping a big fine, starting a, a civil fine proceeding, the Netherlands did something quite different. And that is it worked within this case, it was uh, Microsoft, to say, well, now, Here's how your product works, and here's this data you're collecting, and let, let's work together to do an audit, and we'll see how that data might be actually uh, used. And to the extent it's it's not shared with a third party and is used only by the tech company to improve the product uh, purely internally and not shared with third parties, that's not really a privacy risk. Uh, at least not as much as if Microsoft or any tech company is free to just share it with other people and earn revenue from it. So they worked together uh, through a Dutch audit to work on this. Uh, they've worked with uh, Google and, and others. And, and, and uh, Google, uh, and, uh, for example, uh, ended up uh, agreeing on how Google's tools for schools, called Google Workspace for Education, to comply with GDPR principles would limit its use of student gain data to only three uses, uh, such as providing services to the customers and handling, handling, handling problems like security threats. And, and that, that is consistent with GDPR principles. And so Google agreed not to use the diagnostic data about a student for purposes like uh, market research and uh, user profiling of students or uh, data analytics for that matter, which Google, I, I'm sure said, well, uh, you know, we should be able to use this for data analytics, but that's the difference between free use of data one collects and the whole concept of data minimization and privacy by design, which is very much part of GDR principles. And there's an interesting point made in, in uh, Natasha Singer's story here. Any tech giant might be tempted to, to say, well, we don't hear that much about the Dutch market. Let's just stay out of it. But it wasn't the Dutch market. It was the GDPR uh, applying to all of the EU, 450 million people. And here, instead of a regulator coming to it and saying, 
let's work together. Uh, uh, but, uh, you know, we're going to sue you first. It was just the opposite. It was, let's work together on this. Let's address collaboratively. Let's get into the, the details of the software and the uses and so on and come up with something together, if we can, uh, that is going to be compliant with European data privacy principles. And sure enough, this got worked out. Well, one might imagine that in the Google example, now Google has what amounts to almost a seal of approval that what it's done to limit data that is used within the system it's operating, uh, offering for schools, that it won't be shared with third parties, uh, unknown uh, to, the, to the students or their parents. It'll only be used for uses uh, that are compliant with GDPR. Quite a different approach, a laudable sensible approach that didn't result in a fine and, and dollars going out to a, a country or European Commission Treasury in any way, but instead trying to move forward in this evolving world of technology and data privacy and, and the rights of individuals. I think, frankly, a shining example of what's needed. You see, it's it's shifting away from the world of data breach uh, lawsuits and uh, big fines and so on. I, I don't think tech giants really need to be told anymore, you better give attention to this stuff. Uh, they know that. And a collaborative approach that actually solves the problems rather than punishing after a regulator thinks it's been violated. What a remarkable way of approaching the whole subject of how we as a world move forward with data privacy consistent with the needs of business. By contrast, that's not to say that companies won't violate things and that fines are part of the regimen. Let's think of that as the club in the closet if negotiation uh, working together doesn't work. So the stick is there, but a carrot seems a much salutary, much more salutary way of achieving advances in this balance we have of striking a balance between privacy and the needs of government and the needs of business. As always, I'll close the podcast by reminding you, protecting your personal property begins with you.